think about if you could go and that floor, it comes up to the levee and there was a restaurant there where you could sit out there and order something, get a beer, get a margarita while you're looking at the baseball stadium across. So, right, you've, you've come, you might have worked there during the day or you might have worked downtown. You can come there, you can grab dinner, and then you can walk across the 13th Street Bridge that was just reprogrammed right. and go to a baseball game with never, ever getting in a car. Right. That is the continuation of an ecosystem. And that is a, you know, 13th Street Bridge, the money's already, it's there. Right. So these are realities that are coming. Welcome to the Drop the Disc Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode with Michael Schaffer, who may be one of the most influential and well-informed people in Augusta that you may never have heard of. So what does he do? He works with Augusta University in the Cyber Center, helping them to connect with the community. If you grow Augusta University, you will grow Augusta. Mm -hmm. If you grow Augusta, you'll grow Augusta University. And that is an absolute true statement. I repeat that all the time because that, that's really what my job is. He talks to us about what makes the Cyber Center development and their partnership with Augusta University so unique. The fact that a government entity would build a building with cash is unheard of basically. So we've had 42 states visit us. He also helps us answer, what are they doing in those cyber center buildings? So if someone says, I have this challenge, our goal is to figure out how do we help solve it? But at the end of the day, what Governor Deal saw and what Dr. Keel saw as well was, we need to produce the talent here or take the talent coming off the fort and how do we keep them here? All of that plus more, including conversations about future developments and what those might look like, how the cyber center is involved, how government is involved, and much more. If you're looking for an expose into downtown Augusta, the recent developments and the future developments, Michael Schaffer is the person to talk to, and this is the episode for you. If you enjoy today's episode, give us a rating or review. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen, and you can go ahead and rate a review on that channel as well. Um, connect with us on social media, connect with us via email. If you have a guest that you think we should bring on, drop the pod at gmail.com. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. We are sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. Now, now is probably not the time of a year, you know, it's kind of Christmas season where you're thinking about making a big change in your life. But January is just around the corner and maybe it's time to do some pre-planning. Maybe in the new year, you're looking to do property investments. Maybe that's how you want to grow your wealth and try to retire early, which is really cool. Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates is the first call that you should make because not only can she help you find great properties, help you curate properties to meet your needs and fit your exactly what you're looking for in your portfolio, but also she's got the contacts to help you get the work done that you're gonna need to get done. And she has the property management to help take work out of your hands. If you're interested in this, or if you have any property questions, Nancy Powell is the first person you should reach out to. Her phone number is 706-717-1281. That is her cell phone number, by the way. You can give her a call anytime or shoot her an email, Nancy Powell. 1977 at gmail.com it's just another day on the road to be great got a list full of goals and so much on my plate another episode of my life to the date yeah and i'ma do it all with a smile on my face in the land of the free yeah the home of the brave the only way you grow is if you learn from mistakes and never stop the hustle gotta keep up the pace i ain't got time to waste i got moves i'ma make yeah it doesn't matter what the topic is we gonna talk about it on drop the disc we can dive in on city politics Or I can brag about my accomplishments If you hating on the city, it is not a fin Problem is that you're probably lacking common sense Augusta got so much talent that'll make it big And you gon' see in here first, don't drop the disc Ay. Learn a lot about the 706 About to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AUG in the mix, just drop the disc uh. Learn a lot about the 706 
to chop it up with David and Chris. A lot of interviews you would hate to miss. AG in the mix just dropped the disc. And thank you to Sealark, the local rapper, for this awesome, awesome intro. Check him out wherever you listen to your music at C.Lark. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. We are Drop the Disc Podcast, and we have a very special guest on the uh, on the show today. Chris, I mean, David. Oh, I, David. Oh, I, it's a Monday. <laughs> it's a Monday. David, I uh, always say special guest. That's true. I need to. Are there any guests that aren't special? No, it's I, Augusta. Point proven. And uh, today we are here with Michael Schaffer. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. 10 second elevator pitch. Um, from the area, long time, originally from Just Aiken. what you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah how yeah, would yeah. people what, know you? Yeah. What are you getting into? All that fun stuff. Uh, to see Georgia Cyber Center, work yeah. for Augusta University, uh, working to grow the ecosystem in Augusta. Awesome. So we're going to dive into that, aren't yep. we, David? <laughs> That's right. And and there's so many cyber questions that we could ask. Yes. But we're going to start with a very non-cyber question, which right. is, you kind of hinted at this, uh, are you originally from Augusta? So originally from Aiken. <clears throat> so, you know, and long do you story. count that as being from Augusta? You can say yes or no. It's an open no. question. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but my, you know, having grown up in the, what we'll say is the CSRA, yeah, you right. certainly kind of see yourself as here. And my whole professional career has been in Georgia. Okay. So, so um, you grew up in Aiken. Yep. Um, at that time, uh, you know, like you were going to high school around here. How long were you here? Did you ever move out of the city? So no, but you know, being from Aiken, it was much smaller than Augusta is, yeah. right? So if you were going to do anything, shop, go to a bar, you know, do whatever, yeah. you drove to Augusta. Now I gotta you you were talking to us about something before the show, and I gotta have you talk about it because honestly, it's something I didn't know. It's a little history lesson. And if we're talking to other millennials, I feel like they might not know, but if we're talking to other people that experience this, I feel like this will kind of resound with them too. So I think it's a win-win for us to have this conversation. You mentioned you mentioned the drinking laws before we came on. Talk to talk to us about what you were doing crossing the border. <laughs> <laughs> also ages me, yeah. <laughs> you said, right? Yeah. So you know, back, gosh, you know, was that forty years ago? Yeah, now I could just ask when you graduated <clears throat> high school, but this is a way better way to do it. Yeah. So <laughs> back then, you know, the drinking age in South Carolina and Georgia was different. So in South Carolina, while you could drink beer at eighteen or so, you couldn't drink alcohol. So that's like liquor, right? Uh, yeah, like yeah. liquor, like hard alcohol. Right. So the good stuff. Everybody <laughs> would drive to Augusta to go out to the bars because hey, you could drink beer and hard alcohol and okay. drink liquor. So um, it made for interesting times of getting <laughs> to Augusta and back home. There were no Uber drivers. Yeah. So you had to have a self-designated. Right. Hopefully. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> now, just for the for the sake of throwing things back a little bit. Do you remember any of the particular places you guys would visit downtown? <laughs> yes, you do. I can already see it. A few are being shut down. <laughs> um, gosh. Um, now, to be honest with you, maybe by the end of the show, one will come to me. Okay. If you remember at any point, just say it. Even if we're talking. Just in, yes. If you're telling a story, just be like, hold on one second. This is the bar, and then this we'll move on. I'm sure Coco Rubio is DJing at one of them. Guaranteed. <laughs> or he was going to Coco's high school parties. Yeah. But anyways, we'll move on from that. So you work with the Georgia Cyber Center. Talk to us about how you got in to kind of the position you're in, but the but the backstory too of really how you got to where you are today. So two different questions kind of. My right. but the backstory is um so I did I've done 27 years in government relations. So I worked for 20 years for Congress, uh, for multiple congressmen. Uh, then I did a little bit of uh, uh, lobbying work outside mm -hmm. of that, uh, did campaigns on and off throughout that career. Uh, back then you could do, or you still can today, if you work for Congress, you can take X number of months off and still officially be on the rolls. And then you can go do campaign work, come back. Okay. Um, so I did that for many years uh, through the all the 90s and through the you know 2010s to 2020. 
Um, ultimately, I went to the governor's office, worked there for a few years. What was the governor you worked under? Governor Deal. Okay. Yep. So I was there for his the first uh, his first term, first part of his first term. Okay. And then uh, found a way to get back home. Uh, when I say home, back to the area yeah. uh, where my family was. So I came back and uh, came back to Augusta University. What'd you do at AU? So currently my role there is as executive vice president of strategic partnerships and economic development. So your business card is like a piece of paper, like you're... <laughs> it didn't mean, didn't mean a lot to most people, right? <laughs> Um, but you know, but the way I frame it up is what Dr. Keel asked one day. He says, Michael, you know, I was like, all right, what does that mean? He says, if you grow Augusta University, you will grow Augusta. Mm. If you grow Augusta, you'll grow Augusta University. And that is an absolute true statement. I repeat that all the time because that, that's really what my job is. Okay. Right? And so the Georgia Cyber Center. Uh, came out of that that was one of the first kind of pieces you know dr keel had this vision of a digital campus and so at the time it was just a flat piece of land yeah right Right. and so i'd come fresh from the governor's office and governor deal was big into georgia being the number one place to do business and under our current governor brian kemp it's the eighth straight year of being the number one state to do business yep so if you think about it, the Georgia Cyber Center really was an economic development project that was driven by the fact Army Cyber was moving to Augusta. So that that was kind of my first project of standing up for Augusta University. That must have been a really cool first project to be involved <laughs> in. Well, it's, um, you know, it's unique in so many different ways. Yeah. For somebody who has been in government for most of their professional career, from federal government to state government. Yeah. If you think about it, <clears throat> we pride ourselves on being, if the really the true name of it is the Georgia Cyber Innovation and Training or Georgia Cyber Training and Innovation Center. Yeah. Okay. But we shorten it to GCC, Georgia Cyber Center. Right. But it really is about training and about innovation. And those were the two things that everybody talked about before Army Cyber moved here that was most needed. Everybody said, you're not ready, you're not ready. All the, the generals and commanders and officials out at the fort. And so this community of Augusta rallied hard. You had the chambers, you had most, a lot of your groups, but you had the CSRA Alliance, which today is Dr. Tom Clark, runs that organization, mm-hmm. were key on saying, well, how do we make sure you know, that we have the talent uh, to be ready for the workforce? You know, they went up north and recruited from, uh, you know, from Maryland, from Virginia, they went up and recruited. But at the end of the day, what Governor Deal saw and what Dr. Keel saw as well was, we need to produce the talent here or take the talent coming off the fort and how do we keep them here? Yeah. So the Georgia Cyber Center, you know, the state ultimately invested over $106 million. Wow. Now think about that. Out of my 20 plus (laughs) years in government, every one of those projects would have been done in bonds Mm. but this was done with cash wow really quickly so that we don't go over people's heads what is a couple of the differences in that that makes that significant well think about if you if you build a house right are you going to go out and pay for it in cash tomorrow are you going to go get a loan I hope I'd pay in cash, but I, I see yeah, where you're coming re- from. Realistically, <laughs> probably a loan. Put as much as I can down and yeah. then with that loan. Yeah, right. That's right. So government does that all the time, right? If you're going to build a new building, you know, Augusta University just built the math and science right. building. Yeah, right. I saw those pictures. Incredible. Beautiful. Yeah. It yeah. was built in bonds. Okay. So let me tell And so you. this is super relevant because of the James Brown conversation going on right, right. now, too, which yes. by the time we release this episode... <laughs> Voting will have happened. <laughs> so if you think about that, that's in bonds. Right. So okay. now you have a payment. Now you have a mortgage. True. So the Georgia Cyber Center was paid in cash, your tax dollars. So it is an investment. The importance of that is you're not paying that interest rate. So you no longer have that in your monthly bills, 
right? So bonds would be with an interest. You would have an interest. Yes. Bonds always have interest, okay. right? So you save money in the long run. Long run. Okay. And every month, just like, you know, if you pay for that home where you borrowed, you have the principal yeah. mm-hmm. and then you have the interest. Right. Well, this way it's paid for. Now, the advantage of that is it takes the stress off of how quickly do you move people into the building mm. so that you're not chasing just a dollar. Gotcha. Okay. Chasing that lease payment. You can make sure you're creating an ecosystem. You can pick and choose the right people. Have purpose. That have a purpose. So right. that's, that's a big deal. That so that's actually deal. a really big deal. It is. So a lot of, you know, when we talk about innovation, the fact that a government entity would build a building with cash is unheard of, basically. Wow. So we've had 42 states visit us to try to understand how did you do it? You know, just kind of how, give a backstory to it. And it's always fascinating. That's crazy. You you can see people just kind of shake their head. It really was a perfect storm. Mm. And so you wonder why would the state do it like that? Well, so the sales pitch to the governor was, you know, typically, when the state recruits a business, and when I was in the governor's office, a couple of examples was Baxter Corporation on I-20, or IKEA had just happened over in West Georgia, the uh, car plant. Mm -hmm. Well, those, both of those, um, the state incentivized them, Mm -hmm. right? So we're gonna give you tax credits, job credits, and by the way, we'll build you a training center. Okay, now you gotta remember that. Right. So when talking to the governor, it's like, look, the federal government has invested over $2 billion in the state, and we didn't give them a damn thing, right? We didn't give them an incentive package. So said, we need to build them a training center. So that's key, right? That was a key piece to this. Now I'm gonna give Augusta credit. We gotta give our leaders here credit, the commission, because at the end of the day, I asked them, look, the feds have skin in the game. The state will now have skin in the game. Would you be willing to pitch in and build the parking deck? Of which they did for $16 million. Now, a lot of people laugh and say, well, this, you know, the city's always building parking decks. But mm-hmm. look, that was $16 million we put into the project. And now the, you know, the city contributed. It's a great story when people come from all over the country. Now you talk about federal, state, and local all having skin in the game. Right. Good yeah. stuff. That is good stuff. So I want to expand on something you mentioned a little bit earlier, which was the kind of concept of how talent moves through the cyber center. Kind of talking about people in the military and then trying to retain talent. I know that that's a big emphasis for you guys. Will you talk a little bit more about that? So <clears throat> one of the things we talk about is government, academia, and industry. Now, we didn't come up with that. You know, you heard people talk about that all the time prior to building this facility, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I traveled around to a couple of areas in the country that already had parts of what we had in Augusta, right? An NSA installation, another military installation, and asked, you know, if you could do it, what would it look like? So it really was learning a little bit from them. And everybody always talks about those three ingredients, mm-hmm. you know, government, academia, and industry. So we were very purposeful to make sure those three are in the Georgia Cyber Center. Now, you got to give it to luck. We made sure we managed that to some degree. But if you look at us today, it's not a complete 33, 33, 33, but it's not far off. There's nothing that is just particularly as heavy. The importance of that is, you know, with the government, typically they bring a lot of talent to the table. Mm -hmm. Now they do, I will tell you, think a little differently, right? Right. Then you have academia. That's not just your teaching piece, but it's your researchers. And, you know, we can talk more about that. Hugely important. Mm -hmm. And then you have industry that is much more nimble and has a lot of opportunities because of their research and development of where they can provide the help to solving the challenges that, remember, they're there to help solve the challenges of DOD to begin with, but I hope we extend that well beyond that. Well, what would be the extension past DOD? Well, think about, 
it could be for the state of Georgia itself or for private industry. So gotcha. one, I'll give you an example. It's a little bit different, but the state, as we were looking prior to COVID, rural broadband was a huge issue, right? Yeah. If you think about Georgia, two things that affect us. A, there's not health care in so many of our rural communities. And at the time, there wasn't broadband. Mm-hmm. So industries impacted you're not going to get a company to move in and secondly education suffers right Mm -hmm. so we had started working with the state of georgia the state senate asked us to look at possible ways of delivering broadband into some of the homes and so we took the challenge they provided the funding and we went out and looked for how could you solve that from that we have done a pilot project in tolliver county where we went in and tested five technologies. We found three that we think will work. And so we're getting ready to start in the second phase of that, where we will go in, the possibility of building three towers where we can deliver uh, broadband into the homes. Now, if you think about it, most people are solving this by way of cabling to a house, dropping fiber, right? Right, yeah, fiber is the new hot thing. That's it. And yeah. part of that's because the federal government is throwing hundreds of billions of dollars at this, yeah. right, across the country, right. not just Georgia, but across because of the pandemic. If you think about Tolliver County or South Richmond, you're not going to cable to everybody's house because you've got houses that are a mile down a dirt road, right? right? If you go to Tolliver County, there are no neighborhoods. It right. is only dirt roads in paved roads but there's just houses spread out right it's not feasible to drop a cable so what we're looking at is using a different form of how do you get their signal into a home again it's not a solution for every case but while we sit here and spend the billions of dollars starting to put more cable in across this state there's still going to be a need for what i'll call the last mile mm-hmm. there's still going to be homes that are so rural that you got to find a way if we're truly saying we want everybody to have access right the yeah. importance of that for the state of course is back to the pandemic if you have to learn from home but you have no internet connection how do you solve that? Yeah. So, right. you know, the way we solved it is everybody drove to the library and mm-hmm. parked outside in a car. Right. Right. So that's a challenge that we're working for the state. Um, our hope is that there's other challenges that come along. Uh, one of the items that we've started working on internally is uh, uh, medical devices. Hmm. So just another, another way of looking how can we expand using the talent, using the knowledge, and not just working on DOD projects? Right. You are listening to the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio with Michael Schaffer. We'll be right back after this quick announcement. I absolutely love that Savannah River Brewery sponsors the podcast. Why? Because they are everything that Augusta has needed for a long time. A brewery that brews good beer. If you want to go check them out for different events, let me tell you about what they do. They've got crafts and drafts every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. where you get to make crafts and drink beer. How cool is that? They do general trivia every Wednesday from 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. You got to check that out. They also do disc golf, disc golf tournaments, putting, throws, Can you make it in the basket? That's every Tuesday from 6 to 9 p.m. And that actually takes place in the brew house where all the tanks are. Really, really cool. If you want to learn more about Savannah River Brewing, you can check them out at www.savannahriverbrew.com. If you want to call them to see what's on tap, call them at 706-426-8212. That's 706 Four two six eight two one two, and if you're not sure where they're located, they're located at eight one three Fifth Street, right downtown, right downtown. Check them out, Savannah River Brewing Company. So the the Cyber Center or the Georgia Cyber Center off Reynolds is two buildings. That's correct. I'm familiar with the right side, the one 
that the has the clubhouse in, in it. Yeah. The Bona Cafe is in yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's the one I'm. It's a little more community facing. Right. I feel like what's going on and not. I obviously can't tell us everything, <laughs> and I like to be able to say that. Tell us about the R and D. What is the, what's the difference between the two buildings? Yeah. Well, the first building, to your point, was the first one stood up. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, another, is that the whole McKinley? The whole McKnight. Whole McKnight. That is correct. Oh, yep. no. Okay, the whole McKnight. The whole right. McKnight building. That's correct. And it was the first building, and it was going to be the only building. That was the very beginning. Wow. Okay? Um, and it, another uniqueness part of the Georgia Cyber Center is we're the only structure in Georgia that I'm aware of that houses both a university, University System of Georgia, which is Augusta University, mm -hmm. And a technical college, which is a technical college system of Georgia, which is Augusta Tech. Interesting. So you have both your two-year, your four-year, and beyond located in one building. If you walk in and you were to see a student, you don't know what student you're looking at. Mm. And that's purposeful, right? It's purposeful that everybody has the same badge. Doesn't matter where you are. But it's also important because if you're a student, you can start there and started your two-year career. And if you so desire, you can then go to a four-year, right? The beauty of it is, is we've worked through our articulation agreement between Augusta University and Augusta Tech so that, you know, how many times you might start in courses and suddenly you change majors or oh, yeah. something and you lose credit hours. Yep. Well, you're losing time, money, and effort. Mm -hmm. So what we have done is we've articulated so that if you start on one side, you have the capability of holding all those credits going and moving those to a four-year. That's important. Back to the, the initial question. So this really the first building was around thinking that we could house everything there. But quickly what we've realized between Augusta Tech, Augusta University, and GBI, which is Georgia Bureau of Investigation, yep. that we were going to be heavy in the amount of academia and government. The industry is a key piece here. And when we looked at the square footage left, there were two reasons. And we're very upfront with people. Two is we need industry to solve the challenges. We mm -hmm. need their help, right? right? But secondly, we need their lease payments to help make the, to support the running and the operations of the building. Right. And that's when Governor Deal agreed to build the second building. And so from that, you see a little bit of different. The second building is gonna be heavier industry moving mm -hmm. in and also where we kind of moved uh, what will become our innovation piece. Interesting. Okay. okay. Which is why you see a little more activity in one building. Mm -hmm. The second piece of that is, quite frankly, is because throughout the pandemic, you know, we were still signing leases, but you also then have to build the space out. Right. Right. Which takes a while. So the buildings were built kind of shelf space. So you still had to go in and build the walls for the space. Right. Okay. Man, there's so many different directions we can take this conversation <laughs> to. That's the I love crazy this. part. We have so many listeners right now saying, why didn't you ask this question? This is right. This, this is no tough. matter what we ask, we're wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm curious, you're coming from the Augusta University side. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that side. You, you gave us a preview of your job title, but what kind of does that look like for you? What are the activities that you're doing? So my piece of this is one, I'm not a cyber expert, right? I'm kind of like the commercial. I know enough because I've, you know, stayed at a few holiday inns at night. But <laughs> at the end of the day is hiring the folks who have the background, mm -hmm. right, in the cybersecurity arena mm -hmm. or in the information arena. My part is more of the business side. Mine is a kind of the overall direction that it's going. Uh, but most of that is to make sure we're pushing beyond the immediate I go back to the fact, let's don't overlook, having Department of Defense with uh, DOD, with Army Cyber, Army Cyber Center of Excellence, to have the NSA are incredible drivers in our economy. But so is the Department of Energy, <clears throat> right? That, you know, he had the Savannah, you know, the SRS, SRS over an egg, yeah. right? And if you think about that, so you also have a huge medical presence here in Augusta. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> 
Well, if you think about the cybersecurity, that is a, it's a word that is used so much, but at the end of the day, it's not going anywhere, but it is in touches every part of our life, not just this DOD piece. Mm -hmm. So my everyday is thinking about a, let's start the innovation piece right? That how do we start driving that? How do we start working and getting industry to say, you know, I have this problem or I have this challenge. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. Well, we don't need to hire all those people, right? We don't need to hire 10, 15 technologists. We need to understand how to find the solutions. That's what our job is. How are we the ones that are the conveners? Mm. Well, A, you start with your resident partners or those people that are in the building, but then you expand your scope out of that with what we talk about as a consortium, right? right? So that we have people, not just maybe even in Georgia, they could be anywhere. So if someone says, I have this challenge, our goal is to figure out how do we help solve it, okay? For a Georgia company, maybe. Mm -hmm. So overall, mine is, uh, I like to talk of it about is making sure of the ecosystem is being created. So I'll, I'll say this about Augusta, and I can say it because I grew up here, and if you age me, I go back through the 70s, sorry? <laughs> so we don't necessarily have a thriving ecosystem. Mm. Now, we're getting there. We're, what I'll say, we are, we're still crawling. That tells you the potential I see on the horizon. I think it's one of the most exciting times because we are right here at the forefront, right? We're right here right. at the beginning. And I'm going to give credit to um, uh, to the clubhouse, right? Right. They are in the Georgia Cyber Center. Yeah. Having known uh, Grace and Eric for years, I watched them, right? And they were on Broad Street in mm. ratty couches, right. old furniture, just starting out. Well, they were the start. I'll give them credit for that. And they were five, six years early on right. the scene pushing something and pushing something right when no one else cared right you know, we weren't even talking about cyber so give them credit for starting that and one of the reasons that we wanted to have them part of the georgia cyber centers because they already had programs in place that could bring some of that energy some of that ecosystem ours is to now grow that now, how do we grow that? It shouldn't just be in the Georgia Cyber Center. We're never going to be what I think we can be. I always say the Georgia Cyber Center shouldn't suck all the energy out. It should be the carrot that really starts what Augusta can be. You know, we only have so much space. Right. But can we create the opportunities for people to be successful? So if you think about it uh, what's the number i think we use 1200 individuals separate from the ford every year mm. that's just like this machine of talent right years ago i will tell you most of those individuals would leave except for some who were totally retiring from their career right now you get people that are separating and going to start a second career in their 30s right. i mean in their prime right well, they'll stay here if there's an opportunity. Now, that opportunity is immediately a job, which finally we have that opportunity, mm -hmm. right? We've started growing that piece of it. What I hope is, is how do we retain the talent that is also creative, that is uh, finding solutions? We still have a ways to go, but we are starting to retain some of that talent. So. Back to the ecosystem, the initial credit, yeah. you know, what is my yeah. job? Mine is how do I use what we're creating internal to the cyber center, making sure we're driving that, but also then how do we start engaging the larger community hmm. towards that? We'll be right back after this quick announcement from our friends at the clubhouse. And actually, instead of an announcement, I'm just going to go ahead and say thank you to the clubhouse. This episode kind of shines some light on how they have been working to build a cool culture of innovation in Augusta. And not only do they help technical businesses, but also other small businesses and startups that aren't technically based. Uh, really what they're trying to do is grow 
the small business community and grow the economy based around that in Augusta. Um, it's a great cause and one that we, of course, support. Check them out if you want to learn more. Maybe get a membership. Maybe do some networking. Maybe see the inside of one of the the Cyber Center buildings. Um, their website is theclubhouse.se. So you're vice president of community engagement. I probably missed a couple words in that. Sorry. Right. But that's what I understood it to be. What things are the Cyber Center doing now to engage in the community? And what things would you like to see um, maybe moving forward? And also the reverse flip side of that too is if you're a member of the community and you want to engage more with the, the Georgia Cyber Center, how can people do that as well? So kind of a flip side to that. Well, to me, to be honest with you, it's really more of an awareness. Okay. Okay. And there's a couple of things that are then a little bit harder, but it's the awareness piece. Um, you know, I, I always kind of tell stories. It used to be, you know, well, you know, we're Augusta. We're on a on a river. We've got right. this great river, and it is a great river. But it's also, I tell people, there's only so many times you can float down the damn river there's got to be other activities to do, right? Right. There's got to be more. So if we're talking about people in the prime of their life that can go anywhere, because I promise you their talent level, they could go to the West Coast, they could mm -hmm. go up north, they could go to Texas. There's plenty of places to go. Right. What is it that draws them here? Well, one is the cost of living, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. another part is the cultural aspect. So I'm a runner. I trail run. I go to Fats Trails. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm a biker. So, that's is my life. That's probably 85% of the people are bikers, right? right? So if you look at the license plates, right, are the number of vehicles there over the last four years is crazy, right? Compared to what it was six, seven years ago. I agree. Right. And if you look at that, you'll see a similar face to yours. I'm right. on the upper end, the older group there. But, but if you look at that, we have to do more of that, which is why the James Brown Arena is pretty important, right? Mm. So is the Miller Theater. Mm -hmm. So is the Imperial, right? These are things because they're looking, what can I do on a weekend? Because after a while, let me just tell you, doing the same bar every weekend, then you're going to start losing people saying, well, I'm going to Atlanta or I'm going to go somewhere right. else, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of that. But it also has to be the support and like the clubhouse. Are there people that are working on doing innovation? Are there support groups to do that? Mm -hmm. That's where we're going to try to help stand that up a little bit. One of the ways that, and there's a little bit, uh, which is, you know, if someone was here and they wanted to start a company, is there any venture capital? Is there any angel investors? Mm -hmm. Well. I don't know that we have them. There's a, there's one or two groups that are around. Yeah, I feel like we kind of have a situation where if you know somebody, you can get connected with these types of groups, but it's not as much out in the open as I feel like from a cultural perspective, you probably want things to be. But I think we're a ways away. But what yeah. we are bridging is to Atlanta. Mm. Atlanta's hugely important to us, right? And for Atlanta to understand how we can be important to them. And I think that's where you're starting to see, like I like to say, we have to shorten I-20, right? right. And, yeah. and you're starting to see that because even Atlanta struggles to have the amount of funding you're talking about. You see companies leave there to go to the West Coast. Mm -hmm. So that gives you a little bit of perspective of what it'll take. So for us, it's about making those connections so that people here, we know how to make sure if I, you want to actually physically be here, how can we make sure that you have the opportunity? And I think those are the parts that we're starting to grow. Gotcha. So let me, I'll give you an example why I say that I think Atlanta is noting us. Okay. I guess it was probably eight weeks ago, I'd gotten a phone call from the Atlanta Chamber of Commerce to come and ask, would I be a part of a luncheon that they had recruiting a business? <clears throat> I said, sure. Two reasons. One, I wanted to see how they recruited, right? right. And two, wanted to be supportive mm -hmm. of them. And of course, it was a cyber-related company. Mm -hmm. And so we go and go to one of their breweries. I'm trying to think of the name of it, um, of which brewery we're at. Is Imperial in Atlanta? Yeah, it is. It's off the Beltline. 
So I think it was Imperial. Okay, yeah. So they have a meeting room, and you you know you go into the brewery, chambers there, and the CEO, the CFO, the CIO, COO, all those were there, right? Well, they had just come from meeting with the governor, right? But we meet. There's three of us at the table, myself, someone from TAG, which is Technology Association of Georgia, and then a young lady from Pandora. Cool. And she was there because Pandora had moved to Atlanta in seeking out talent. Are you are we talking before. about the rate the yes. online radio presence? Yes, okay. on ride, right? So okay. they had moved to Atlanta a few years earlier seeking out talent. Interesting. Right? I didn't realize they moved to Atlanta. And so this company was there saying our home office is in Boston. We have another office in Austin, Texas, but we can't find enough talent. Mm. Well, they said, so Atlanta, we're hearing Atlanta. So I sat there with the CEO and said, well, and reminded him that there were 1,200 people separating from Fort Gordon every year. And, you know, their eyes get big. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, that's nothing mean those people are going to stay in Augusta. They right. may go to Atlanta. But, A, we kept them in Georgia. We grew the economy. But it was also just, it tells you Atlanta looking to us. And just like a, some very good supporters of the Georgia Cyber Center run in those circles of that type of venture capital who have now started engaging with us and looking in Augusta and been supportive. They were here at the grand openings and they're starting to watch as we, you know, as we start to grow again, I say we're still crawling, but -hmm. we're crawling fast. Yeah. Now you mentioned, um, earlier in the conversation that there might be some more you could talk about regarding research, um, that, that goes on in the cyber center. I'm interested to see kind of what your perspective on that is. So long term. Yeah. So innovation research kind of different. Yeah. So at Augusta University, uh, you know, we now had the School of Computer and Cyber Science. Dr. Keel gave our the new dean, the first dean, uh, uh, Dr. Schwartzman, uh, the ability to hire 30 researchers. That's wow. huge. That is huge. Yeah. Right? Just for that one school. Ultimately, Dr. Schwartzman wants to have 60 researchers, okay? Which is why we're talking about a third building. The third building would be an academic building. The Very first cool. two buildings are economic development, basically, right? The next one would be academic. Those researchers are hugely important to industry, right? It could be people that are in their post postdocs doing capstone projects, working with industry to solve mm-hmm. some of their challenges. Well, the industry is solving challenges for your DOD contracts, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So you see the circle, yeah. right? Yeah. So as Dr. Schwartzman stands up and continues to grow the research, mm-hmm. think about what could be on the river. You still have property enough to f- have we what we think is four more buildings right okay? wow if you build a research building and you fill up the buildings with your industry and by the way army cyber has a footprint in the buildings yeah that's focused on solving their challenges right right that's pretty damn powerful yeah right for downtown augusta you know i thought about this uh in my years, I never thought I would have downtown Augusta would have a Parsons, would have a Northrop Grumman, um, would have a BAE. I mean, these are some of these are international companies and to have a presence in downtown Augusta. Right. That's just amazing to me. The growth of what we can see on the campus as an as an innovation district could be huge. You know, my good friends, uh, Robbie Bennett in Columbia County with Columbia County Development Authority yeah. and Cal Ray in Richmond mm-hmm. County. Yeah. yeah. You know, their job is to push and to grow their counties, which they should. And we know that out towards Grovetown is going to be growth. And we had this conversation two years ago, and they said, does it bother you that there's going to be a lot of the possibility of Class A office space out in Grovetown? My comment was not really, because what we're trying to attract downtown Augusta, while it's class A office space, 
is people that are actually solving problems. It is mm-hmm. the innovation piece. And that's what we think ultimately drives right. a lot of the growth. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's, I don't mean this in a bad way. It's not just people in office space. It's people solving problems. And that's what we want to grow. Now, the second part of that is the innovation that we're just as a Georgia Cyber Center starting to work on. And Tony Carver, who is just uh, today was actually his first day there. He is Very head of cool. the innovation. Uh, the title of that position is Hacker in Residence. <laughs> really cool. Um, <laughs> that alone, trying to get somebody to bite and sign off on that as a title is is a is incredible for a, <laughs> for an academic unit. Um, but that's pretty important. And then today was also the first day for uh, the uh, young gentleman that was hired to run our makerspace. And so uh, today was pretty exciting before I got here. You've been busy. It has been. In the <laughs> makerspace, we want to grow into a space that's there, that teaches, that is available to our resident partners, but it's also there as a training spot for people to be able, if they have an idea, to be able to come in and create the widget that they're thinking about. Wow. So that starts getting you churning a little bit of creating, you know, the opportunity for talent if they're here, do we have the resources for them to be able to do what they want to do? Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Michael Schaffer after this quick announcement from Augusta Podcast. Augusta Podcast is our downtown company. We have two studios and we're working on expanding that as I speak. Um, And our goal is basically just to help other creators do what we do in Augusta. So if you maybe have an idea, maybe have a passion project that you want to get out there, reach out to us. We'd love to help you. Check out Augusta Podcasts with an S.com. And make sure you don't get confused by typing in AugustaPodcastStudios.com. Unfortunately, that is another company. Um, so as we kind of wind this down, uh, I want to ask kind of looking forward questions. Uh, so you talked about there could be four more buildings. We're talking about uh, trying to retain more talent from Fort Gordon. <clears throat> what is something that is standing in your way, when I say your way, I mean the, the, the way of the, the facility in general of reaching what it could be, in your opinion? I don't know if there's anything standing in our way. You know, from the day the money was available for that first building, yeah, it got built in 387 days. Wow. Okay. That's unheard of. That's pretty, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. That for a is massive for a massive structure, like the one that we have. Massive structure, yeah. right? Now think about it. the same day that money became available, the money became available for the math and science building. It was, the grand opening was what, a few weeks ago? Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The grand opening on the first building was 2018. <laughs> wow. Cash got you there quicker. Yeah. But there were a lot of reasons. That wasn't the only reason. Right. The next phase is is the research building. It's going to take a little bit longer, but it's getting programmed. You know, we're already talking about that. Honestly, for me, it's not about just the talents coming off of Fort Gordon. Mine is when do when does town start coming here because of what's going on here? Mm. Not to me. There's where you get to that part of where holy, you know, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, now people are coming here because of the ecosystem that's created. You always have to point to our school system, and it's not just on the school system, the people working there. It's on us. It is on. Uh, there's lots of part of social ills that we have to correct. Yeah, I want to be very clear, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times we point directly at them. But it really is, if you think about it, when people move in and have families, they are looking at school systems. Right. That is something we have to address. And again, it's not just on the school system. It's us, whether it's volunteering, whether whatever it is, we have to address that. The second part is probably the access to capital to get people. Mm-hmm. That's know, where the that, venture that conversation venture conversation comes in. or just yeah. access to it. Yeah. But the final part to it is is downtown in our core it is the growth downtown we need the storefronts 
for anybody that's holding property and just sitting on property, mm. they either need, it's easy for me to say it, right, but they right. either need to do something or let somebody else sell right. it, let somebody else. Um, it's back to when people come here. Um, we need to create an environment. It, when I say ecosystem, it's overused today, but you cannot stress it enough. It's not just about what somebody does with their work day. It's when they finish with their work right. day, right? Yeah. Think about this as a vision. Say we do the third building and say that the first two floors are retail, right? Think about if you could go and that floor, it comes up to the levee. And there was a restaurant there where you could sit out there and order something, get a beer, get a margarita while you're looking at the baseball stadium across. So, right, you've, you've come, you might have worked there during the day or you might have worked downtown. Mm-hmm. You can come there, you can grab dinner, and then you can walk across the 13th Street Bridge that was just reprogrammed right. and go to a baseball yeah. game with never, ever getting in a car. Right. That is the continuation of an ecosystem and that is a you know 13th street bridge the money's already it's there right so these are realities that are coming we just need downtown and they're working on it but i would say if anything's standing in our way it's everybody doing their little piece of the world that's helping grow that just like this program right, right. drop the disc getting the word out it really is. We got to have people that are helping to create that environment. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I agree about the buildings. Oh yeah. Stop sitting on it. Put put Sell a uh, put a restaurant uh, riverfront. By the way, I would love that. That would be great. <laughs> Some oysters. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. So we have to ask the question. The question we ask every guest on the show, and that is the drop the disc question. The Drop the Disc question is presented by our friends at Trainer Gray. The Drop the Disc question is sponsored by Trainer Gray Media. They're a full-service marketing and advertising agency. If you want more information, you can go to trainergraymedia.com or trainergray.com. Trainer Gray will specialize in marketing, graphic design, printing, media buying, web and mobile development, app creation, video production, and I could go on and on and on. It's an extensive list. This company is legit. Check them out, Trainer Gray. And the way that we, I usually say it, is if someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about this area, and I'm saying this area because we've talked about a lot of areas. CSRA. In the CSRA. Greater Augusta area, I think that's what we're doing now. Okay, yeah. The great, <laughs> if, if someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about the Greater Augusta area, what would your response be to them? I would say you haven't looked deep enough. It's there. It's a gym. You just, you haven't, you must've just got here. You haven't been here long enough. Right. Thank you. All right. I love that. Yeah. Michael, thank you so much for being here today, man. Um, this is one of the more, I think, educational shows we've done in a while and i'm really happy that we did it yeah a lot of people have been wondering what those white buildings are and (laughs) and just getting an insider's view of like the things that are going on and like the big picture i think sometimes the big picture might get lost on the average person and so i i think it's a really good thing to communicate this out is there anything that that we haven't touched on that you'd want to make sure we know about no i think we covered a great deal of the riverfront so to speak yep right yeah and hopefully i've managed to uh, talk in the tip correctly you did a great job you You stuck it michael michael shaffer thank you so much thank you thank you for listening to the drop the disc podcast recorded at augusta podcast studio we'll be back next week with a really cool look into what's going on with this new c4 live xpr augusta uh, Masters Week and more entertainment center that's going uh, at Lake Olmsted where they're improving the Green Jacket Stadium and turning it into an event center. We're really excited about that and make sure you tune in. If you enjoy this episode or any of our episodes, make sure you leave us a rating or review wherever you listen. We do really appreciate the ratings or reviews and I personally love to read them. Until next time, thanks again.